Hi, I'm Luann Midgley with Tell Your Story Videos, and this is Shop Talk. Today, I'm going to be speaking with Shelly D'Amico. She is the owner of Namaskar Yoga in Parksville, BC, and Shelly's story is one that is truly inspiring and transformative. Shelly, I am so looking forward to speaking with you. Shelly, tell me how you became uh, the owner of an award-winning yoga studio in Parksville, BC. Um, describe the journey that uh, brought you to Vancouver Island and, and running your own business there. Well, truthfully, it, um, it was a broken heart that um, made me leave Toronto, move 3,000 miles away. You know, I, the breakup came quite suddenly. It was very unexpected. And I was just so grief stricken that um, I had this uncontrollable urge to flee and, you know, just start my life over again from, from, from the bottom. I, you know, at that time I had felt, and again, at that time, this was 10 years ago, I had just felt so completely shattered and I just needed time away to figure out who I was outside of that relationship. And one of the things I did, um, you know, to help manage my grief was I went to yoga every single day. And thank God it was hot yoga because no one could tell the difference between, you know, the sweat running down my face or tears. And there were tears all mixed in together. And I showed up every single day. And eventually what I realized was after a while, um, going to yoga and being in that practice for the hour or the hour and a half that it was, it, it, it came to a point where I wasn't stuck in my head, you know, continuously replaying that loop of everything that I did wrong and all the mistakes I made. It was the only time in the day that um, I was actually at peace in my mind. And so um, I just, you know, I just kept showing up. And then um, a few years later, I resigned from a very soul crushing job. Ugh. I worked in the corporate world for 25 years and it just got to a place where I just, I could, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I resigned. And then I, um, I ended up struggling um, with my loss of identity. So now, you know, after 25 years, I have no title. I have no office. I don't even have a paycheck, you know, but what I do have is lots and lots of time. So once again, I went to yoga every single day and I cried and I cried and I cried, but eventually, you know, I realized that, um, you know, my inner voice, my inner critic, it, it became softer, it became a little bit more gentle, a little bit more compassionate. And that actually reflected on how I interacted with people, um, with, with other people. So before yoga became an integral part of my life, I was very shy. Well, I shouldn't say was like, I still am shy. But you know, it was to the point where I wouldn't make eye contact with strangers, and I would do everything in my power to make myself invisible. And then, you know, consistent practice. And that's the thing about practice is it, it doesn't change what's happening outside of you, right? Most of those things we can't control, but what it does change is it changes what's happening on the inside of you. So all of a sudden, um, you know, I became this person where I'm, a, I mean, I'm a little bit more outgoing, you know, I'm not, I'm not so afraid, you know, to put myself out there and smile and say hello uh, to a complete stranger. So um, a few months later, um, my yoga teacher, she approached me and she told me that she was 
doing yoga teacher training and she asked if I wanted to do it. And I said, yes, yes, of course. And so I did. And uh, I became a yoga teacher. And, you know, I'd like to say, and the rest is history, but it wasn't quite like that. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, I, you know, I, I knew after I con completed my, my training, I knew that one day I wanted to have my own yoga studio uh, because I had worked, you know, in a few different yoga studios. And, I, I, you know, I'm very fortunate that I got to see and learn a lot. And I would always say to myself, huh, I'm never going to do that at my studio. Or when I have my studio, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So uh, about a year later, um, everything that I had, you know, I invested everything that I had. And um, yeah, uh, built this studio. And lots of times, definitely, you know, lost some sleep and thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I doing? I have no idea what I'm doing. But uh, over the years, uh, it seems to have just, I don't know, it's, it's almost like magic. I know it's blood, sweat and tears. But when I when I look back, it's 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 almost like magic, how everything just unfolded, even though I didn't necessarily know how it was going to happen. How did your private practice eventually influence your approach for your business? So practicing yoga is not the same as teaching yoga and teaching yoga is not the same as running a business, a yoga business. For me, it's church and state. And, um, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, I can practice 10 times a day, I can meditate 20 times a day, and I can feel very zen all day long. Um, but that doesn't change my business model. And no matter what, numbers don't lie. So um, I, you know, when I'm teaching, when I'm in the room, that is one aspect and I'm in flow and I'm not thinking about anything else. And then when it comes to business, it's time for business. And, um, you know, like any business owner, you you have to pay attention. Um, otherwise, what's, what's the point? And um, what I will say is that yoga, it definitely helps to alleviate uh, the stresses um, that come with being a business owner, because even in the best of times, um, it's challenging no matter what. So what, what's your mission and, and your philosophy for your studio? Uh, so my mission is to help people understand that um, yoga is for anybody. It's for everybody. I think there's a misconception around what yoga is, uh, what yoga teachers or who yoga teachers are and what yogi people should be like. And at the end of the day, there are, you know, there are so many teachers, there are so many different styles of yoga. Um, it's just a matter of finding one that resonates with you. I personally, I wouldn't consider myself to be your typical yoga teacher. I love to blast my music so loud. I love to make my, my students laugh. And, um, you know, I've even, you know, I've even cursed in class. Um, and, you know, I think that makes me relatable. I think people see that, you know, you know, I'm authentic, right? You know, sure, I'm, you know, kind and nice and peaceful. But you know, I'm still human. And I have my bad days, too. Uh, so you know, I want everyone to understand that, you know, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And, um, 
as far as my philosophy, you know, my philosophy is really truly is gratitude. You know, that that's one of my core values, not just for me personally, but you know, for the business, our one, our first core value is gratitude. So grateful for everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, because no matter what's happening, you know, you have the choice. You can look at what you do have and focus on all the goodness that you have. And we have so much goodness um, instead of, you know, getting caught up in all the things that we don't have. So gratitude, uh, definitely my philosophy that certainly would help for people to come into your practice to know where to start, perhaps. Um, describe a little bit about the people who come into your studio. Uh, what, what are they seeking and wanting from yoga? And uh, why did they choose your, your studio? Uh, so I've had, you know, I've been so blessed to have so many clients come through my doors. Everything from, you know, my, my youngest client was six, my oldest client 91 and I've had everything in between. I've had people from different countries, different provinces, all ages, all genders, both male and female. And even here, you know, I'd say the ratio for, you know, men and women, um, you know, 60, 40. So we've got a lot of men out there too. Sometimes, you know, I'll teach a class and there are more men than women in the studio. And, you know, I think that's fantastic. Um, most of the time I, I think that people are coming in for the physical aspect. So they're coming in uh, because they want more flexibility or they want more mobility or, you know, weight loss. And I think that they are genuinely surprised at how they feel afterwards. You know, they leave and they feel a little bit more calm and a little bit more relaxed. And all of a sudden there's this space that wasn't there before. And I'd like to believe that that's what keeps them coming back. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that age range. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, I had a teacher who I actually had a teacher who um, retired uh, just over a year. Well, yeah, a couple of years ago now, year and a half, and she was 70. Wow. Yeah. That's fabulous. Um, just one last question here. What you're, you are also passionate about something else and that that something else is wine. Um, what, tell me a little bit more about this passion, Shelley, and um, why you think it's a good pairing uh, with yoga. So, you know, it's funny because long before I became a yoga teacher, uh, I thought that I would uh, open up a wine bar, truth be told. And, you know, here we are kind of thing. Um, but my passion with wine is, you know, I, I love learning about it. Um, you know, I love learning about the different grape varieties, the regions, you know, how it's made. For, you know, for me, wine isn't just about, you know, this alcoholic beverage, you know, it's, it's history, it's geography. Um, and um, when I think about you know, pairing, you know, yoga with wine, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, having a class where you sit in between poses. I think, you know, that might be a little bit dangerous and a, loss, a lawsuit waiting to happen. But uh, when I think about bringing wine and yoga together, I see uh, yoga lovers, people who love to do yoga. And I see yoga lovers who are also wine lovers, right? And you can absolutely be both. And I look at it as bringing this, you know, a very unique group, if you will, together to experience practicing together for certain. And then later after to experience um, 
wine tasting and wine tasting itself it's you know it's not about slamming back bottles and and getting hammered it really truly is about using your senses you know sight smell taste you know to determine what's in the glass and especially if it's a blind tasting now you're looking for clues you know you're smelling your wine and you're tasting it and you're trying to figure out oh is this from a hot climate or a warm climate is it old world is it new world and then you become like this detective and that i think that for me that's the hook because now my brain is engaged oh i love it i love it, it tastes good and i love the homework when you know when the teacher says okay you got it you got to drink and taste okay i'm there <laughs> i'm a straight a student I, I just, I love your personality. I love how it's just like, let's do this. Let's do yoga. And then we're going to taste some wine afterwards, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you know, wine, well, to me, it's meant to be shared. There's no doubt about that. It is meant to be shared and it, it brings people together. And I love that, right? You know, yoga does the same thing. In my mind, sure, you can practice solo, but when you bring it together, there's an energy that's created and um, it creates this whole experience that um, that ultimately, I think, it ends up changing you inside, not worried about the outside. Ah, beautifully said. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to Shop Talk, Shelley. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I hope to someday soon uh, get over to the island and meet you in person and um, do some yoga, sip some wine. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and for having me on. And um, this has been really fun. Great.